0: Hey, 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 Pain to Purpose listeners. I hope everybody is doing well. I know it's been, um, I guess, right at a month now since my last podcast. Uh, May has been some kind of month. Um, My dad passed away the first week in May and things have been kind of all over the place ever since then, and and so I've been taking some time trying to process um, and sit in the many emotions that I've had Um, and just leaning and depending on God to be my strength in these moments where I have felt truly weak and helpless and just been in a place. Um, And so I I thank God, just as his word says that, you know, in our weaknesses, he is made strong. And and, and it led me to a conversation that I had with a friend a while back. And and we were talking about, you know, the many attributes of God and how God has the ability to be anything that we need him to be in our lives And, you know, no matter what the situation is, that God has the ability to fill every void, every gap. And he has the the ability to be who we need him to be in the moment that we need him to be it. Whether it's a friend, whether it's a father, a confidant, a protector, you know, God has many attributes. And a lot of times we tend to put God in a box and we forget you know the magnitude of his being and and so a lot of times you know we we sit in things um and we go through things feeling like we don't have anybody when all we have to do is, is turn to God and you know he was saying how um when we begin to remove the blockages those things being the doubt, the fear, the resentment, the unforgiveness, and, and many other emotions and feelings that we have that tend to block who God is or the way that we see him. Um, and so, you know, when we begin to remove those things from our minds and from our hearts, it opens us up to experience the trueness of God and who he is it also causes us to see God outside of the expectations of who we think he is or is supposed to be you know growing up in church people told us who they thought God was and, and you know and and it that may be who God was to them in that moment and and i say you know not all of us will have the same experience with god we we all experience god in different ways because we all need him in a different way you know and so of course he he's the creator of all things he's you know our father and many other things like i say many attributes however we don't all experience that attribute of god in the same moment, if that makes sense And I hope this podcast Isn't all over the place um, <laughs> I had a friend and even my daughter Told me the other day that I've been kind of scattered So my focus has been a little off But I pray <laughs> That it, it doesn't come across in this podcast And that, that you understand um, What it is That I'm trying to say You know The negative thoughts and feelings block out the pureness of God and what it is that he wants to do in and through us. Um, we have to change the ideology that we have of God, because in a way it causes us to think that we have God figured out. Right. And so that'll never be the case. We can never truly figure God out because he's God. You know, he, he, He's God. He He knows all things. He's I'm not present. He's omniscient. He's um, omnipotent. He's all knowing. He's everywhere at the same time. You know, He's God, and so we can never have God completely figured out. And the moment that we feel like we have God figured out is the moment that we miss out on who God is and who He has the potential to be in our life. And, and so again, we have to change the ideology of of God and take him outside of the box that we have placed him in, you know, situations come and in those situations, we must learn to see God and not the situation itself. And when we do that, we begin to develop a dependency on God. And in in that dependency, we grow our faith and that develops our gratefulness to him. And who he is. And it allows us to see God in his many attributes. And I don't know, I, I, have had a lot of thoughts, um, these last few weeks, um, as I've just been replaying, you know, my, my dad and the things that happened around his death, um, and I'm trying not to cry, <laughs> um, but it's okay to cry. Like I, I was telling my brother, you know, it's okay to, to, to have emotions. God gave us these emotions. And I think in me telling him that, you know, that you don't have to be strong and, you know, he, he was our dad, he's gone. And so we have the the right to grieve. We have the, the right to, to uh, mourn and, and because it's healthy. It's, it's, allowing us to, to get that out because if we keep it bottled up, then we'll explode. And so in sharing that, I have to tell myself that as well, you know, the word always comes back to the one giving it. Um, but I just, I I thank God that in this past month, I've got to experience him as my strength. You know, the word says that in our weaknesses, he is made strong. It also says that his strength is perfected in our weakness, right? And so um, I would say a lot of times I have been, you know, the strong one. I've been the one that people depend on. I've been the one that people come to. And because of that, a lot of times when, you know, you're dependent upon, it's hard to express The things that you may be dealing with because you don't want people to see you as weak, right? And so even though I know that it's okay to have feelings and emotions and it doesn't make me weak, it makes me human, um, but sometimes it's hard, especially being in leadership and being like the go-to for a lot of people to have those moments. And so I've had to have those moments here recently and feel and and be okay with not being okay. And I and I've been telling people that for years, you know, it's okay to not be okay, but I've not been okay with not been okay. <laughs> and, and so I think a lot of times in leadership, you know, we tend to to Come across strong and always, you know, leaning and dependent on God, and and not going through anything. And that's far from the truth. I think in leadership we have to learn to be more transparent when it comes to the things that we deal with. So people know, you know, we're human too. We we go through things. We have feelings. We have emotions. And the same way that you know you have to lean and depend on God, we do too. And so, you know, we we get up and we tell people how to deal with this and how to deal with that. But then we struggle behind the scenes to deal with those very things ourselves. And so I have been in a place where people have been upset with me because of my book and no disrespect to my dad and, you know, he's he's gone, but even, you know, while he was living, I let it be known, you know, my book was not a tell all. It wasn't to put him in a bad light. It was merely my experience growing up. And there was a lot of things that I experienced growing up inside the home, outside the home. And I shared all of, well, I didn't share everything because there's still a whole lot more that I could share. However, I shared what, you know, God led me to share in the in that book. And so I did not just only, you know, speak of the things that we dealt with behind closed doors with my dad, but I spoke of, you know, the things that he did that was good as well. And so the purpose of my book, and I don't want to feel like I have to explain anything, but I do need to give a little background the purpose of my book was to share my experience with people that are more than likely going through the very things that I have gone through and to share with them how I overcame those things. And so I can't just tell them I overcame. I have, I had to share what it was that I overcame. Right. And so in that a lot of people are upset. And so because of that, um, when my dad passed away, people weren't there. Um, particularly on his side of the family, people weren't there. Um, I had a, a couple uncles and a couple cousins that that were very supportive during that time, but outside of them, nobody was there. And I don't I don't hold any resentment towards them. You know, I can only pray that God, you know, touched their heart and and helped them in whatever it is that they're dealing with. Um, I, I love them, and there's not a thing that they can do about it, you know. And and so, I respect their opinion. Um, it 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 it's hurtful, um, especially during a time like that that I had to. I don't want to say go through it alone because I will say you know my mother's side of the family was very much there for us. Um, man, they showed up and they showed out. They supported us to the fullest. Um and, and definitely my brother and we have um, a sister by my dad and you know and she had been a strange we didn't grow up together. Um but I thank God you know we we had that opportunity my brother and my sister and me to come together and to to do things the way we should have done it regarding him. But it, it was in that moment that I went and I sat by myself in the hallway and I began to weep. And I had to depend on God's strength to be able to even get up and speak at his service. And people were standing up and sharing all the many experiences that they had with him, all good. Um, And I knew that side of him and I appreciated that. But people, there was a side that people didn't see that, you know, we did. That didn't make me love my dad any less, you know. Um, But it was in that moment that not only was God my strength, but he was my father. Here I was burying my earthly father, um, and depending on my spiritual father to be my dad, like to be that protector, to be that that vindicator, to you know, be that refuge that I needed in that moment, and and so, and and not only that to 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 keep. My mind, because whew, that was a lot. <laughs> that that was a whole lot to process. Uh, in in the midst of processing the loss of a father, but being attacked at the same time, uh, it was a lot. Uh, and then trying to be that big sister too, you know. Um, but I thank God that. I know him. I know him in so many different ways. And I, I thank God that, you know, he is my father. He has always been my father. He's my protector. He's my friend. He's my comforter. You know, everything that I need him to be, he has kept me. And the word says that he will keep those in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him. And I had to depend on God when I couldn't depend on anybody else, not even myself. And so I, I thank God for his faithfulness. I thank him for his unconditional love. And so, again, I, I'm probably all over the place and that's fine. I I don't have um, a, a set program or agenda for the podcast on tonight. I just want to come on. And share my heart. And, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, God, he he has the ability to be anything you need him to be. If you need him to be a healer, he's your healer. If you need him to be a protector, he's your protector. If you need him to be your friend, he your friend. If you need him to be a father, he your father, you know, uh, everything. Like God has so many that's why I believe that's why the word says his ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts they're far above ours. And so if we can just take a moment to take God out of the box and out of the way church has painted him to be like we can't he's indescribable. There's a song that says indescribable. He is truly indescribable. And if we could just come out of our traditional ways of thinking and, and, you know, thinking that he's this God that either you serve him or you don't, or you be perfect for him or you're not when that's, that's not who he is. He He's so much more. And, you know, I think about the conversation because, you know, my dad was an alcoholic and, but he knew God and he loved him. He had a, he had an illness. Alcoholism is a sickness and, you know, but he accepted Christ as his savior. And the word lets us know that even while we were in our sins, Christ died for us before we were even born. Christ had already died for any and every sin that we could ever commit. And so all we have to do is to accept him as our personal Lord and savior. Once we accept him, our sins have been paid for sins that we've yet to even commit have already been paid for. And church will tell you, you know, that if you sin and die, you're going straight to hell. But the word says that, and many people are going to disagree with me, but at this point, you know, I, I really don't care. Um, and I don't, I don't say that to be some kind of way. I've just allowed church to dictate God. And we can't, that we can't dictate God. We can't. God is, he's bigger than our thoughts. He's bigger, he's bigger than all of that. And so the word lets us know, you know, Jesus died for us and to reject him is what sends us to hell. But when we accept him, his grace is there. And again, his grace isn't a license for us to sin. However, the word says that when sin abounds, grace that much more abounds. And so for those of us that have accepted Jesus, that belong to him, his sacrifice paid our debt for past, present, and sins that we'll commit in the future. It's just like, I was telling somebody the other day, if I go to the car dealership and I let the car dealership know, you know, when my child gets of age to the point where she understands what's about to happen, let her come to this lot and pick up any car she wants to paid for She didn't do anything to earn that. All she had to do was go and accept the gift that I've left for her. There's nothing we could ever do to earn Christ's love for us. He's already given us everything that we need. Once we come to understand his sacrifice and his love and we accept him, the gift of salvation is ours at that moment. Church folks make things so complicated. God is not a complicated God. He's not a God of confusion. He is a God of love. And people will have you thinking that God is mad at you or you have to do this in order for God to do that. And if you don't do this, God's not going to do that. But when you look at scripture, scripture says that it's not by works that any man should boast. There's nothing we could ever do to make us good enough for God's love. Because the fact of the matter is, He loved us before we were. He gave His Son before we even existed. And so I would admonish all of us to reconsider the way we see God and allow God to be God. He's God. <laughs> Whatever way he chooses to move in our life, whatever place he chooses to have in our life in each moment, let him be God. There's moments where he wants to, to, you know, be our protector. There's moments where he wants to stand in the gap for us. There's moments where he, I mean, he's God. (laughs) Just let God be God. Stop trying to figure him out because you'll never figure him out. We'll never have God figured out. But we have to allow him to reveal himself to us the way he chooses to reveal himself to us and accept it. Don't allow people to try to tell you who God is, when it comes to, you know, um, how can I explain this? So of course, we are to share our testimonies, you know, if God, he was my healer in this moment, of course, we are to tell people to share in that way. But I, I mean, in a way to where it causes us to feel like we can never Be accepted by God because people will have you thinking, you know, that God is not going to accept you. And that's far from the truth. He wants us to accept his son so that he can reveal to himself to us. In the ways that we need him to reveal to us in the ways that he wants to reveal himself to us. God like I say God is God. He chooses to do what he wants when he wants. He decides to use who he wants when he wants. God is in control. And so we have to allow him to have that control. And and that takes trust, that takes faith. And again, I hope <laughs> I hope this wasn't all over the place. I just was just thinking, you know, going back playing conversations in my mind and I was just thinking about the many things, like I say, doubt, fear, resentment, unforgiveness, all those many things that come to hinder and and causes us to miss the trueness of God and, and who he is, um, And again, we have to see God outside of our expectations. He may not do things the way you expect him to, when you expect him to, how you expect him to, but that does not take away his godliness. He's God. But anyway, I hope. Some of what I said made sense and that, you know, somebody is encouraged and works to see God outside of our boxes that we've placed him in because he's much bigger than that. He is much, much bigger than we could ever imagine him to be. Um, And just allow him to be God, whatever that looks like for you. Allow him to be God in your life. All right. Continue to pray for me. Um, I'll continue to pray for you all as well. And I thank you for your support. Again, I, I apologize that it's been a little over a month since my last podcast. Like I say, some things have taken place and I was in a place and still fighting to get out of that place, but I'm letting God be God. I'm letting him be who I need him to be. And in this moment, he's my strength. And so I pray that You be encouraged. I pray God's protection and and that he continues to keep you. And I love you all. And there's not a thing you can do about it.